How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Golf Talk Live's 19th Hole Podcast. I am Alan DePew, your host. And as always, we're joined by our panel. All the boys are here once again. Uh, to my left, Christian... Oh, excuse me. To my right, Christian Nazamus, the prettiest podcaster in golf. He also brings down our podcast stage like half. Uh, to my left, where I started to go, Mr. Little Linksters himself, Brendan Elliott. Uh, to the bottom right, we got Andy Hydorn from Sportsbox and Boston Bob Baldessari, our resident historian, Mr. PGA, and as we have just found out this week, a pack rat. That's <laughs> why well, I remember everything because I saved every freaking thing for decades. Yeah. Well, folks, we're gonna work in some of the, you wouldn't believe we have a we have a little uh, chat going on, a little text chat. And we keep getting these random texts all day long. Boston Bob's boxing up some stuff. <laughs> and we're getting like golf ads from the 1990, early 1990s. You know, it goes say the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? That's true. Yeah. Andy, some think, of those... Andy, I think you said it well. We need I think we need an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> I have one other friend, my dear friend Bruce Loman, who I worked with at Callaway Golf. Bruce Loman has the first Callaway golf shirt he ever bought. And if you'd go in Bruce's house, it's immaculate. You know, like you wouldn't think that there's room for half of the shit that he still has. But apparently Bob could give Bruce a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a combination of uh there's some actually some some good info there that I would use in my career still. Uh, but then there's some emotional stuff that, yeah, I just hang on to. But it's fun when you look, you open up these magazines and you look at the ads and we were, I was sending you some of the photos and some of them are bizarre. And you look at, you go, you know, 15 of these companies are no longer around, which is a whole nother conversation. And then you see an ad from 1991 with Fred Couples and Ashworth. They could probably run that ad this year. It's so clean. It's so nice. Yeah, that was the impression I got when I saw that too. I'm like, and and you knew back in the day, Ashworth had it figured out long before anybody did. Not just in the marketing side, but in in the actual, you know, garment side. Like they they flipped the switch into something that that you know evolved into to all of the different things that that are available today. But but before they, them, yeah, they eliminated they eliminated the hard collar and the the, the pickering uh, yep. pocket and and what have you. Yeah, they that wouldn't... was a seismic shift in golf. I remember being in the shop at Western Golf Club. Tony Mosker bought in that Ashworth first year, and there were members that said, "That's never going to sell. It doesn't have hard collar." Kristen, I know this is crazy. It doesn't <laughs> have hard collar. It doesn't have a pocket in the front. It's not going to sell. It's crazy. And and now you see like cricket coming back with the Pickering shirt, you know. And there's there's plenty of of uh, kind of retro things that that always make their way back. Everything's I, 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 it's I, a cycle. I, 
I usually yeah. find those at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> the hard collar shirts. Bobby, I do have to have a, I, I seriously have a question for you. You have a things to do list that my name was on from like six, seven years ago and you saved it. I, from 2016, I sent that to Alan. I sent that to the guys. You're right there with some pretty iconic names from the past The Andy knows. So you're, uh, you're part of history. I couldn't even, I, I felt bad throwing the piece of paper away. Good to know that I'm yeah. with iconic names. It, it said, next time I see Alan DePew, I need to punch him in the face, I think is what it <laughs> which makes me think. Which makes me think of the hangover in the face. <laughs> that was watching that the other day. But you want to talk iconic, we're going to deviate. We're not going to steal Dave Portnoy's role here. But you, you asked the question. I posted it on social, Andy. I tried Frank Pepe's. Yep. Let's, let's have a breakdown here of pizza from, at Frank Pepe's. It was good. It was not over the top exceptional. It's okay if you don't have taste, Alan. That's okay. <laughs> One bite. Everybody knows the rules. What's the rating, Alan? Nine point two. I, I was gonna go. I was gonna go somewhere in the low eights. We we had we actually had a couple of different. We had some small pies. We did this one pie with just pepperoni and garlic and basil on it. That pie was delicious. It had explosion in the mouth. It, it was it was it was crust. See, I don't like I don't like that pizza that's got the that like extra inch and a half of hard crust. Don't not a fan of that. Yeah, and that's that's certainly their thing. It's thin, but yes. it's it's very very well cooked. It, it's you know Sally's is the same way. Sally's is right down the street. From the original Frank Pepe's in New Haven, and it's the same. It's I've had them both, and they're very, very similar pizza. But to me, like just a plain cheese Sally's or Frank Pepe's is is the best I've ever had. We did. Andy, we did, is it? We did. And is it? Again, could you compare it to Kitties in North Reading? I've never had Kitties. I've oh, been to Kitties, but never had Kitties pizza. We need to stop the podcast right now. Get in the car. Go to Kitty's <laughs> North Reading, Mass. First of all, first, first of all we were in uh, near Manchester, uh, east of Hartford when we ate, because I was in New England this weekend. Um, it was good. Service was exceptional. Had a great great kid as a, as a server. My personal vote, there's a place <laughs> in Front Royal, Virginia called The Melting Pot. That is absolutely to die for. And you yes. know what? Maybe it's a I'm fun gonna new place. It is. It does. You know what? I, they they do have a little branding problem. I'm not gonna lie. You know who else has a branding problem? Boom. Who? Live. No. <laughs> Smooth indeed. Smooth. Mister Elliot. <laughs> did you watch anything from Tucson? So I, I just had this conversation with a student this, this afternoon. I did not tune in on the CW, but what I did catch um, was Phil Mickelson doing a live stream on his Instagram uh, of, I think it was, there was a playoff. I don't even know. I think yep. there's a playoff. Yeah. I think Dan, Dan, playoff. Danny Lee. Yep. And, and Phil was greenside on, I think it was the 18th hole. And he was doing a live stream, but he kept flipping the phone around to himself. And he looks like he's no. sick or something because he looks super. Yeah, no. 
He he looks super thin. That was the first thing I noticed because I haven't seen Phil in a while. Coffee for life. And it was very hard to watch. So I watched about a minute and a half of Liv. And it was mostly Phil Mickelson. Well, then it's questionable then if your numbers accounted for the whopping 214,000 watchers (laughs) that they had on the CW. Christian, 214,000. What do you think of those numbers? Uh, I wasn't one of them. If that, <laughs> you're asking. I had a, a couple other things to do this weekend that was preoccupying my time. You have, to clean the, you have to clean your garage with like Bobby's doing and a lot of other things other than <laughs> catching the old CW. Antiquing. Yeah. I think I would have rather read an entire book than watch it live golf this weekend, this past weekend. So I don't, yeah, no. I don't I don't have any desire to watch live golf unfortunately. But if if you had Christian, I'm going to go back to you on this. Had if you had, you would have caught Sergio taking a leak. Class <laughs> <laughs> act tour, what can I say, you know? It's the it's the best tour in the world. So, that's why all the top players are playing in it right now. But they're they're uh if you watch their social channels, they keep telling you about how great their 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 teams are compared to what was down at the Valspar, Andy Hydorn. Did you catch any of that action? I did catch a little bit of it. And your thoughts? I, I first of all, let's let's just throw something out on the table here. And, and oh boy. The, the lip people love to take a you know, non-premier PJ Tour event and compare it to a live event. You know, that's like the only thing that they hang on, right? I, so, I think it's an ap- aptly comparison, good comparison, and quite honestly. Yeah, except the the 16 or however many live events there are, are all going to have a better field than the Punta Cana and the Honda and, and all those other tournaments. But um, again, I, I thought, I thought, for what it was, I thought the Valspar was was pretty exciting. It was good to watch. A lot of lot of uh, kind of suspense coming down the stretch. It was it was a good take. Bobby, did you catch any of the action? I did, and uh, <clears throat> it's amazing Jordan Spieth can even get the ball in the hole at times. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a good example of that one book I I sent you today. That photo, Alan, how you can play bad golf but shoot 90 or under 90. Story of my life, my friend. Your autobiography, I love it. Yes. Uh, but that, that's an interesting course over there that they get these first-time winners. I think they've had six or seven in the so many years going back, other than maybe Paul Casey. So, yeah, interesting um, course. I've been there. It's a tough course. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, Brendan, you've, you've seen that place. I mean, it's a quality track and has some really good holes. So. Um, I, I I thought it was entertaining. It was good. You know, I, what I like when they come through Florida is how we're not getting – and don't get me wrong, I love when they go deep and they go 30 under par for, for a week, but it's really good to see at Bay Hill, at the Valspar, at Honda, these guys struggling, you know, on these tough, tough golf courses. I love – I wouldn't say I love the carnage, as we hear every year when a U.S. Open – uh, gets set up super tough, but I, I just love seeing them have to struggle for, you know, making a par, making a birdie. 
I agree with that 100%. I actually just looked up the numbers too. So the viewership for the Valspar on Sunday was at 2.6 million viewers. Uh, that that figure is up 6% from the annual PGA Tour event held in a Tampa area. Mm-hmm. So you're talking 2, 2.6 million to what? What was the number? 200-something thousand? 214. And actually, they were down. They were 0.2. They went down 0.06 from from Mayakoba down in Mexico. So Liv's backing up. They're, they're sucking back the wedges. Can, can we dissect this? In all fairness, can we dissect it a little bit? That The PGA Tour is well-established. They're on a major network versus the CW. I mean, that's part of this, I would think, that factors in. Would you guys agree? Yeah. So, But let's just say a Live event was running neck and neck on say on Fox against whatever, you know, whatever the PGA tours on that particular week. I still think the numbers would be crazy low. Oh, by far. For live, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even, even if they were on Fox, I don't think they would be generating 2.6 million views. No way. They wouldn't even get a minute. The the tour is actually drawing more people on the golf channel from Thursday and Friday telecasts than, 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 uh, and, and not even close, by the way. Like, yeah, like two to three times the number of people that live are watching. In golf but, today, people no, would rather watch Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, and those guys on the PGA than watch up Bryson, Phil, D- uh, Dustin Brooks, all of them, hands down. Even if even if they were on a major network. But I still I wonder about the the ratings because I've been around golf my whole life. Literally been at a golf club since I was ten years old. I walked through a million clubs. There's 10, 20, 30 people in a men's room in a 19th hole. They're all watching a golf event. I, I just have always wondered about these ratings. I, I did. There's more people that are watching than they anticipate. Yeah. So it's underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was actually going to ask that because, because of Liv's whole dynamic and how they're trying to position themselves. Do you have any way of tracking their, their live streams? Is there a live stream doing? Uh, and Brendan, you bring up a great point. You're talking about a startup, yeah. a startup company versus you know an established, you know, monopoly. Oh, they'd love that. Mean they'd love to use that word, wouldn't they? Careful. Yes. <laughs> but what's their what's their internet basis doing? How are, are they making any strides there? And by the way, we're being very kind to live tonight. Just saying, Andy has. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not done yet. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> he's leaning in well, before you before he leans in Brennan, do you think they're making strides at least on the internet um the uniforms are better oh i don't know i really don't know unless unless sergio's pissing off the tea box was staged to get views <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sergio, but you're going to have to whip it out this week. <laughs> so which way was the wind blowing? Yeah. <laughs> he dribbled. He got it on his shorts. Yeah. I not hit, I not hit good. <laughs> I will right, be honest Andy. with you. There, there is a little bit of a buzz in Orlando um, of people, just the curiosity factor that they're – because they're, they're playing here. Um, I've seen a lot of posts of people that played at Orange County playing from the live tees. And so, I mean, 
But again, I don't know how that's going to equate in attendance and on viewership on TV just because there's a little buzz because it's in our local area. But Orange, okay, Orange County, good track for the average golf. Really? I agree. I agree. That's where I was going. The lean in. That's where I was going. It's like, all right, Andy, bring it on. So that's, I mean, I just, I just find that to be completely, absolutely just unimpressive, right? I mean, like you have 16 events in a year, 16, and nothing against Orange County National. I've been there. I played there. The course is fun to play, but I mean, come on, is that can't be one of your 16 choices, you know? And I get Brendan. And I totally agree. There's always going to be a local buzz because at the end of the day, you still have Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, Patrick Reed, Phil Mickelson, all those people coming to your Alan. Do you have something to say? I, I don't <laughs> even think it's top five in Orlando. No, it's yeah. not. It's a good track, but it's yeah. definitely nice not. practice area. Yep. But and it, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Continue, Andy, I didn't mean to interrupt. Good. No, I was just saying that you you do have those players: Patrick Reed, Phil, Dustin, Bryson, Kepka. Like like that's enough to create a buzz. The event is not enough to create a buzz. Like like the buzz is about hey, there's Dustin Johnson, or hey, there's you know Bryson DeChambeau. Nobody gives you know a hoot about you know, the, the event itself and, you know, which team won and, and all that. Other, I maintain that that's ultimately going to be the death of them. So as you were just saying that, and you're rattling off all those names that people would come to obviously watch, isn't that really the basis of the Champions Tour? To recycle these guys that are out there, this talent that still has name recognition, that's coming out, they're watching them play. But... I'm going to make one separation. The guys on the Champions Tour, they're engaging. Yes, yes. Bobby? Yes, sir. Sorry. No, no worries. I was unpacking more stuff. <laughs> I was worried about you for a minute. I still got a ways to go. <laughs> Could you repeat the question, sir? <laughs> I, I, I tried to make a connection between you know the the live players and the no, their name worthiness and that of the champions tour and the difference is i mean the brysons the patrick reeds are people really coming out to do they they're not engaging they're not engaging with their fans no um and by the way bryson's in a big slump and he's in such a slump other tour players feel bad which is amazing but you know you've got some really good I, I don't know. I find it interesting when a tour player, a PGA tour player goes through their career, has a certain persona, certain way they engage with people, and then they make it to the Champions Tour. Some of them have softened a little bit, which mm-hmm. I think is nice. Um, they've come, I don't know, maybe come full circle and realize they got to change it up. It's not life or death type of thing. Granted, it's, uh, you know, money on the line and all that, but it's just nice. Not everyone has done that. Uh, I won't name names. I know a few that are still unbelievably like ridiculous, but it is nice when some of them start to change that up a little bit. Um, it'll be, I, I guess if you 
if you're on live, you can't go to Champions Tour, right? No, no, no. PJ Tour, yeah. It's a lifetime sentence. I don't know that it's lifetime because it's very likely that this thing doesn't sustain and there will be a way back for everybody. It's just and a matter I, of will they get welcome back. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, I think I was just going to say, Christian, I think the large majority of the PGA Tour guys will let bygones be bygones and let these guys back with open arms, I, I think. I would I could hope. be wrong. I could no, be wrong. but who knows at the end of the day. I mean, people like Rory and JT who have been very vocal about that, I don't see those two particular individuals allowing them back in so easily. Um, but I could also see a lot of the other guys, like, you know, I don't know, letting letting them back in for that matter or whatever. You know, I, I even looked it up too for the Champions Tour. They averaged in 2021, they averaged, um, they had in total 4.59 million views out of the course of their season, which is an average of 860,000 viewers, right? Um, even at that moment, I would rather for me personally turn on a Champions Tour event than a Live Golf event because for me, the Champions Tour is a lot more competitive. Mm -hmm. When it comes to watching Bernhard Langer, when it comes to watching um, Monty coming down the fairway, for that matter, it's a Patrick lot Harrington. more. Patrick Harrington. Holy yeah, hell. Patrick Harrington with his ball speed right now and his club speed is ridiculous. Yep. I, I mean, he could outdrive half the guys on Liv probably. It's it's like, you know, nobody wants to turn on Liv. Like, and I agree with what Andy said. This is not going to last. It's not going to. And it's it, I it's going to get shut down here in the next couple of years, I would, I would assume, if it even makes it to that long. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's just a matter of when that does happen, they're going to have to basically start over the guys and, and, and prove yep. themselves on tour. And can I, can I say this too, that, that I know they tried to do something good and positive, but the shotgun start thing does not work for me at all. I mean, I want to see people go through the gauntlet coming down the stretch of, of sawgrass, for example. I mean, like, like that's a big part of, of the enjoyment of golf for me is, is knowing you have to play 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, like the shotgun start thing just doesn't, doesn't inspire me at all. What's well, not how the course is designed by the designer to build you right. and build you and, lead you Correct. to the final holes yeah correct I, I mean it doesn't even even like that aspect of it and also like the quirky team names that they have the funny team names that they have it's like this is not golf at the i mean it's if, golf but it's not golf if they had team to take something from formula one or whatever they had team if they had team adidas or team TaylorMade or team whatever yeah what are the names anyways team crashers or something like that yeah, whatever crashers roughnecks fire range rats fireballs <laughs> like they sound like they sound like like uh fantasy football team names yes yeah, they do we need a name for our our, our team what's our team i'm telling i'm telling you right now you cannot tell me otherwise that phil brooks dj all these guys and i watched the documentary i understand what they said but you can't tell me right now that deep down inside, they do not miss the tour. They do not miss playing with the guys. I understand they got a boatload of money in their pocket. Besides the point, they miss the competition aspect of it when it comes to playing with the best players in the world. If they tell you otherwise, completely bullshit. 
I saw a report from the from the mirror, I think it was, and they quoted the fire pit about uh, a players meeting that they had. Some of the live guys recently yeah. in the last couple of days about some some things they're not happy about. And it's only in year two and there's already some some money talk. Um, and I and I get that the Saudis have endless money. But what does that really mean? Because you, at the end of the day, you got to run it as a business and that's not. It's been throwing know. throwing money at people right now, and that that'll dry up quick. And we're already seeing some some signs of that. If you watch, hold on, hold on, AD. If you watch press conferences of Brooks, of DJ, of Cam Smith, and these guys just a couple of years ago, I'm talking two, three years ago. Right, go back to when Brooks won um, a U.S. Open. Do you know what I mean? Go back in that like era of time. He literally lived, breathed, and died for the PGA Tour. Same thing goes for everybody else on tour or on, on live for that matter. Maybe not necessarily like Joaquin Neiman, but I'm talking the big guys, Phil, DJ, all the guys. Joaquin Neiman did too. Well, of course. Right. But I'm saying like over the course of their careers, they lived, breathed and died by the PGA tour there. You can't tell me right now that there's like something, just a, a light bulb just flipped in their head and says, you know what? This is a better opportunity for me to, 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 to grow my golf game when it's clearly not, not even close. Not even close. Bobby. Look, they all took the money, which is, of course they did. you know, that that was a choice that they were offered. I would have respected them better, though, if they came out and said, yeah, I took it for the money aspect of it. But they're telling some them. Did. Some did. Some did. Right. Yeah. But take Phil, for example. Phil, to this day, will take it to a degree that he never took it for the $200 million. He's saying that it's growing the game of golf. That's bullshit. It's not growing the game Clearly, of golf. Clearly, there's a narrative that they've of course. all been given and trying to stick to. Oh, I, I agree 100%, but it's not growing the game of golf, in my opinion, at least. There's so many other aspects, like the like the PGA, the Latin America Tour right now, like the Canadian Tour. There's so many other aspects of golf that are growing the game. Live yeah. Golf is not growing the game. I'm sorry, it's not. I look at it as like, I, I look at Live Golf as like me going out with a bunch of my buddies on a Saturday afternoon, drinking a 12-pack a, a of beer in a golf cart and, and smoking some cigars and shooting 85. That's how I envision live in my head. Chase Kepka. Yeah. Yeah. They're all no names. I mean, they're they're all irrelevant nowadays. Nobody talks may, about them. It may have these. taken it may have taken the Masters Committee and Augusta a while to get there, but they're growing the game in a big way the last couple of years with Absolutely. the invitations. Leading, yeah. yeah, they're leading, they're leading from the front. Bobby, I'm gonna give you the name. Four men and a baby. Um <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I was thinking. I swear to God. <laughs> Andy, I have one last question and watch how we're going to work this. If you watch, I've been watching live social, which is nauseating and they're, they're spewing about how DJ is now 61 in the world and the world rankings. And he would have qualified for the Dell. Watch out. See how I did that there. But I mean, the Dells this week, those guys, you know, you have a guy like DJ that should have been in the field even at 61. Um, what's your thoughts on that? It, it's like everything else. It's they made their choice. Their choice. They live with their choice. They have fat bank accounts. Don't complain about about the collateral damage to your decision. That's my agreed. And be what's your thoughts on the on the Dell match play? I, I'll be honest. I'm I'm sad that this is the last one. The last run, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's a great event and they need to anytime you can do an event like this or what they what they do um at the St. Jude or um was it the St. Jude that's the team event? No, it's the uh, New Orleans one. In New Orleans, yeah. Um and, and when they had the uh one that used to be in uh Colorado, uh, the stable Castle Pines. It, yeah, I like that one. I mean, you you got to do stuff like that to keep it to keep it interesting. So this is sad to see this happen. And who knows, maybe they'll come up with something. Maybe they'll come up with a four-person team and a shotgun start. <laughs> no. I, I hope they don't get rid of match play, personally. I love watching it. It's one of my favorite events to watch all year. I truly – I'm a, I'm a big match play guy in general. I love playing it. Um, you know, I hope they don't get rid of it, over, like, for forever, I'm saying. But, like, for me, it's – yeah, it's one of – it's a cool event to watch. I would love to see it. They could um, somehow intertwine the LPGA and the, and the, and the PGA somehow. Um, that would be a cool event to watch. I think well, they, like, and like Tiger, for example, going up as like a team against somebody else, that would be cool to watch. Well, that, that is what they're doing. So, but oh, it, they used yeah. to have, they used to have the world match play right at, at Sunningdale yep. and it was, a, it was a great event. You know, it was kind of an independent deal, but you know, there were, there were some great Marco Mira won it. Um, Nick Price won it. Greg Norman won it. I mean, there were. It was a great event, and it was the World Match Play Championship. And I would be shocked if that doesn't get resurrected. As I thought, I thought it was only because they were they were ending it at at uh, Austin Country Club. Well, I think all the World Golf Championships are done, right? Right. Yeah. It's a shame because Match Play has been around for centuries. It's one of the Okay. Really, almost the beginning of golf, and golfers around this country, around the world, play it every day. It's played vastly more in England, Europe. It's a great way to play golf. You don't have to have the pressure of stroke play. On the one hand, I find it really, really sad if it went away. Went away. The PJ Championship used to be conducted at match play. I think you need, like Brennan said, you need a stable for it. I do, in my personal opinion. You need a a match play. You need something one or two sprinkled into the year. Um, that that makes it more fun. Uh, Dale Morgan's a friend of mine, PGA pro at Austin Country Club, does a great job out there. You know, it's sad that it would leave that place. Uh, I rumor has it, I cannot deny or confirm <laughs> that the Golf Talk Live is bringing this back. So stay tuned for more. We'll leave it at that. True. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll confirm it. Uh, we will have a match play at the pop at Pop Stroke. Yeah, <laughs> championship caliber play, beverage cart, um, all the bells and whistles. Absolutely, and and, and AD and having a chance because he's putting. Um, we're recording Wednesday night. The first round is kicked off uh, already of the Dell. Uh, some good matches already. Christian, mm-hmm. go, go Ricky. Yeah, it's about to be. To I, 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 this was literally for you. This was your opportunity to to give shout out to your boy. We Run with it. We we can't deny the fact that right now Ricky's playing very good golf as opposed to late. Okay, he has struggled obviously the last year. We nobody can deny that. He's playing solid golf, right? He's obviously not. He has a lot of work to do still. But today, I'm hoping beating the number two player in the world 
hat may be giving him some like confidence in this tournament, but like moving forward, specifically speaking, like the majors, right? I, I know that he would love to play better in the majors, but yeah, I mean, there's just so much good talent out on the P on the, on the tour right now. It's crazy. But I think that would have been one of the bigger upsets today. If I had to, if I had to put money on it. Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't done yet when we started recording, but Scotty's uh, right in the, the throes of a, a good match. Scotty's got a big event coming up. We talked about it last week. BE wasn't here. He is our Mr. Masters. So we got to chime in here. W- what's your thoughts on the uh, the menu? I thought that was incredible. And and the, uh, what was a jalapeno? Um, there was something jalapeno mac and cheese or something like that. Oh, no. Can't Do you have it up? Do you have that menu? Oh, I might, be, I might be able to find it. Um, I but when Spieth won, does anybody remember what Spieth had? Didn't he have a very similar menu at the Texas barbecue, too? I don't yeah. remember his exact yeah. menu, but firecracker shrimp with a sweet Thai chili and sariache mayo, <laughs> tortilla soup with avocado and crispy blue tortilla strips, a Texas ribeye or blackened redfish, and a chocolate chip skillet dish for dessert. You're missing the sides, though, on the main dish, Alan. They're right there in small oh, print. So get right. your glasses. I, I can't read with my glasses on. That's the problem. <laughs> didn't start with oh, wait, wait. You're right. You Family-style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn, fried mm. Brussels sprouts with seasoned fries. There you Welcome, go. friends. <laughs> Making me hungry. So that's the other one going around social, Andy. Sergio. I, I can favorite. confirm, by the way, that Scotty finished his match one up. Okay, okay. He, he was limping. He was limping down the back nine. Sergio, I, I like I like the guys. I'm gonna have a good time there. I earned it. Will there be tension, Mister Hydorn? I I would like to think they'll get in that room and release all the tension. Just like there doesn't need to be in that room. There doesn't need to be any of that. And I, I would like to think that they could look at each other and laugh about it and kind of get over it because they're actually at something that's much larger than the thing that they're at odds with. But it would be funny if they had the kitty table, like at Thanksgiving for the live guys <laughs> or, 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 or table 19, the, the movie table 19, which is out in the back in the, yeah. For the, at the wedding. How cool would it be if the it's leaked out that Jack stands up and makes a makes an address? Mm, Bobby, would, Bobby would you like to offer a thought on this? Yeah, well, you know, each year when I'm at the dinner, it's uh, it's, it's enjoyable. <laughs> I can't say that everybody's tension filled the years I've been there. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but uh, you, no, you I, clearly are probably hanging out with Ben Crenshaw, fellow yeah, his, yeah. fellow historian. <laughs> Um, you know, I, it might be the place for Jack, the elder statesman to say something. It could be his place. Um, the timing could be good. Yeah. But you know, Fred Ridley's in the room. He's the only, he's the only other non-player. Um, so maybe it might be his place. For the now, here, here's the question. I heard Stadler on, on Sirius yesterday and, and, they asked him this question and, and uh, Stadler go, cause he's obviously in the room and he's like, nothing's going to happen. He goes, everybody's, everybody's 
comes from the same place. And and after he said all that, he goes, but if anyone did say anything, it'd definitely be Phil. <laughs> this is probably a very dumb question, but Phil and DJ are obviously attending the dinner, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Patrick and Sergio. So Patrick Reed and Schwartz. Patrick. Oh, I forgot P. Reed won that. You want to talk about low viewership? That was one year the viewership was terribly low when Patrick Reed won the Masters. DJ, yeah. Phil, Bubba, Sergio, Patrick Reed, Wurzel. Who else am I forgetting? I think you got them all. Yeah. I think. That's got to be everybody. Yeah, no, I, I didn't even – yeah, I guess I've been living under a rock lately. I didn't even know that. So, And, and you know what? The reason I said I threw that out there about Jack, because obviously Jack's Jack. Gary could probably stand up and say something also, and from a global perspective. But Tiger can't. This is one time where they right. – Tiger's actually viewed as, in, in a way, I think, Andy's going to lean in, I'm sure, as a nemesis because he's – speaking for why the PGA tour as opposed to the as opposed to live. Andy. He's leaning yeah, back. I mean Tiger's been outspoken. I mean my favorite outspoken person's been Fred Couples. So he's oh, gonna God. be he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be there. there. Like yep. like you talk about about the other guys. I mean the the one who's gonna have a target on his back from the live guys is gonna be Fred. <laughs> yeah yeah no not bag. Yeah, I mean, he's thrown some bombs at those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, now that you said that, it could get tense in that room. It, it could. I don't think it would, though, because they're not trying to take the spotlight away from Scotty. Obviously, there, there'll there be shots taken at each other, right. I think, after the dinner. But I don't know. I, th- I think, I, look, we've all... We've all in life, you're you either work with someone or in a room with people that you may not necessarily you go you get muscle through it. As as it was said, it's 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 the bigger picture. Um, bigger picture, BE. We said we were gonna revisit this just to get your insight. We covered it last week when you were uh under the weather. Golf ball rollback. Got any thoughts? So I'm glad you brought that up. I I had an opinion originally which was a counter opinion to what Andy was saying. Um, I listened to Travis Fulton has a podcast and he had Frank Navalo on there. Um, I think that was yesterday that I was listening to that or a live stream. I think it was. Um, and Navalo brought up a lot of the same things that Andy said. And, you know, between Andy and what Navalo said, I, I think maybe I just jumped to a, a rash, uh, side of this i guess if you want to put it that way that i i really while i still believe that you can make a golf course difficult with other things besides length um this may be in the long run the right thing to do not just for the for the tour um but for amateur golf too and i know that kind of sounds backwards but um, I can't tell you verbatim what what Navalo said, but he had a very compelling argument that made me think that this may not be the worst thing in the world. And well, and and he used the same comparison Andy did, like in a you know the multiverse type setting. You know, if if two seventy was a long drive versus three ten, and it was all relative, I don't think anybody would be having a problem right now with this. 
So Monday Q on Twitter posed an interesting question. So what do you have that 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 top amateur golfer and they show up at the Monday qualifier and they they suddenly have to use the shortened golf ball? I mean, are they using the shortened ball at the at the qualifiers? Do they have to use the ball when if they make it through the qualifier? How's that going to work? I think bifurcation is a bad idea. I think you, you roll the ball back, you do it for everybody because it just that causes all those questions that you asked in a hundred more. So, well, I mean, I, well, the other one I saw floating around also was um, about changing the uh, the driver face to uh, to limit the the sweet spot a little bit. Would that have a, a positive effect or a negative effect? Negative. I think. So, Bobby, instead of Scotty Scheffler standing up there hitting it off the toe, you know, 300. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that how they made the drivers, though? To make them less forgiving? God forbid he do hit it off the toe or the heel or whatever it is. Where's your, Bobby, where's your, there it is. Where's your Taylor made burner? Right here. There it is. You know, Christian, that's a good point. I read something about Scotty Scheffler was talking about the 13th being lengthened at Augusta. And he said he used to take a three wood off that tee to because he can work the three wood much easier than he can the driver. Um, and, and that's a good point, Christian. Like the, the, you can't with the faces of these clubs, you can't really do much because it's self-correcting. And that's that's the direction they went with the design on those. When you look at this table, this tailor made burner driver that I'm holding in my hand, I'm showing the guys. It looks like a hybrid type of head. Yeah. It's so small. It's crazy to think that I played some pretty good golf with that club. Um, you know, if, yeah, it's all relative. If all of a sudden 250, 240 was a big drive for an amateur golfer, and let's just say golf courses went back to call it 6,200 yards, would golfers appreciate less spending less money because the courses cost less to maintain and it's not a 7,000 something yard mammoth behemoth? You know, you can extrapolate this thing into different areas. And um, I maybe, you know, all of us here played a lot of golf. I played tons of pro members, tons of pro ams, amateur golfers my whole life. I'm going to say maybe five people have played from really, truly the correct tees. Nobody plays from the correct tees. It's it's not it's unheard of. Everybody plays too far back. If they just would play the correct tees, and we can get into all kinds of dynamics of conversation here, but if the ball gets rolled back and amateur golfers would please play from the appropriate tees, I think they'd have a lot of fun. Pricing could you know, be probably a lot better. I don't know if this is relevant, but with a student tonight, we played nine holes with we picked two clubs each. Um and I think what technology has done is it's taken away a lot of that creativity with the game and and being able to figure out how to play the game because the ball, the equipment, it's just it ne- it hasn't necessarily made it easier because scores haven't really changed that much, but it's taken the the art of playing golf out of it. And we we both scrapped it around pretty good with I had a six iron and a wedge and he went with a four iron and a nine iron, and we didn't play all that much different than what we would have with, with our full bag. Every time I run a three club event, people go, how come I shot the same score with three clubs? I do a 14. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. 
Well, I, I, I'd heard a long time ago, if you're, if, and correct me, if maybe you guys have heard this also, if you're hitting more than seven iron into a par four uh, or into greens more than like three extra times, more, more than like three times, you're playing the wrong set of tees. Yep. Which yep. goes, which goes to the, the whole thing with the USGA and trying to get that, that whole initiative and they base it off the seven iron distance. So, as to what set of tees you, sh- you should be playing. Anyway, I don't hit a seven iron into number 18 when I played the other day. I hit a wedge. But uh, we are on the 18th hole, and uh, Mr. Nazamus, he drove the 18th hole at Eagle Ridge Golf Club. Final thoughts. Well, I was going to ask you, what tees were you playing from? No comment. All right, perfect. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, final thoughts for me. Um, you know, I say it every week, guys, but continue to pl- uh, please follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the above. We're going to have uh, the Masters coming up, so we're going to have a lot more interaction coming on social media with you guys moving forward. Um, and then, obviously, um, just a great 2023 ahead. And uh, that's my final thought. Mr. Hydorn. All right, I have I have a couple final thoughts, but they're small. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, it's been mentioned on the on the podcast here, but um, the World Golf Championships as of Sunday are dead. It's the last one. Um, once the last puck goes in the final match of the match play, it's over. They had a twenty four year run, and I think it was it was well-conceived and a pretty uh pretty well played out series of golf um and then we also mentioned christian for you you know eight years ago two of the best players in the world were ricky fowler and jason day and both of those guys are getting their mojo back and i think it's gonna be really interesting to watch over the rest of the year just how far back both of those guys come I agree. Brennan? So I got two quick ones. Um, one is, you know, we, we talk week in, week out about what's happening in the world of golf with, with Liv and this separation. And it, it, what's sad to me is it takes the highlights uh, out of the game, the positives that, and I'm looking at stats from the NGF and, you know, me as a junior golf guy, um, what we've seen in participation since since the pandemic is is mind boggling. That we we were um, at three point one million juniors in two thousand twenty one. We're at three point four million juniors this year, and this is the highest rate they've been at since the two thousand six the recession. Um, there's a lot of good stuff happening in our game, and it's sad that it gets watered down because of this back and forth that we're seeing. And my second final thought is Sam Wagner playing uh, the drive-on championship this week. So we'll be rooting for her. Absolutely. Sam. Bobby, actually before Bobby, because you're going to, you're going to tee up a, a, a future guest, I think in yours, I just want to actually give my final, I'm going to, I'm going to be like phone a friend. I'm going to give up my final thought back to Andy, Andy, you had posted something on social today that the USGA about the rollback, you can offer your opinion. Uh, Taylor may did it actually. Taylor may did it. Can you, can you, can you, we're going to post that up there folks. So on our social, um, 
I e think I did. I think I did already. Or did you? Okay. Well, maybe maybe I'm behind them. And uh, in that case, Bobby, all you. Okay. Uh, hey, per Andy's uh, comment about the match play, a quote comes to mind. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. So uh, we hope that we're smiling at more match play events coming up. Um, yeah, uh, not a rumor, but uh, we are working on having former PGA Tour Commissioner Dean Beeman join us next week. So that could be mammoth show. If you're listening to this, you got to tune in. Dean's an amazing guy. I had the uh, privilege, really, of working for him at his club in Virginia. Wait do you hear what he has to say. He's unbelievable. Uh, but I will leave you with this. I am packing up my house. We're making a move. And I am struck by opening. Yes, I know I'm pack rat, Andy. But when you when I look at things from the 1980s and the 1990s, and I'm looking at these magazines and all this stuff, freaking nothing changes. The more things change, the more things stay the same. Everything in these magazines about grow the game, we need to grow the game. Really, for 20-something years, that's the buzz phrase. Pace of play, conditions of the course, pricing of the golf course. Same blanking talking <laughs> points for 30 years on the PGA side, jobs and employment, the same thing for 30 something years. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Nothing is changing. I'm going through a time capsule of storage of information, of magazines, of paperwork, getting involved in the PGA. It's unbelievable uh, what, I'm, what I'm coming across. It's just crazy, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's a, it would be neat to have, uh, you know, one of our podcasts to dive into that because uh, we've been talking about pace of play forever. Pace of play has been around. They've been talking about it in Scotland for years ago, years ago, hundreds of years ago, pace of play. They've been talking about growth of the game since 1941 with the PGA when there was a national committee for, for 1941 for growth of the game. So it's been always been around forever. Nothing has changed. Nothing's been solved. Gives us time to chat. Yep. There you go. Ba-doom, boom. Christian, get it long and straight because... It beats you hitting it short and crooked. Yes, it does. But making every putt. Yes. And making every putt. For six. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan DePew, today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.